By contrast, my parents' generation fought in Korea, sometimes called the Forgotten War. Time magazine referred to the silent generation as a collective, quiet, still flame. My parents were rarely still and never quiet. I spent a lot of time separating what truly happened from family lore and legend. Not always an easy task. It's tricky working off memory, especially when writing from many people's versions of long-ago events. The genesis of this book is a series of stories that my mother put down on paper years ago about my father's childhood, her young family's years in San Francisco, and life on their Michigan farm. I interviewed my mom, recording dozens of hours of conversation as we sat in our Florida cottage. We drank wine and sat in rocking chairs in a gazebo under swaying palm trees as she recalled details of her life, going all the way back to the Great Depression. Then I went to work to confirm as much of it as I could. I'm a trained journalist, so along with numerous interviews of relatives, I scoured letters, public documents, military records, and more than 20 years of research conducted by a professional genealogist. This is a true story. No names have been changed. My cousins are really named Larry and Gary. Part One Thanks, God. I can take it from here. My mother, Irene Henderson Flynn, on marrying my father, Milton. Chapter One That's Amore Hey, Milt, Uncle Clyde said, calling long distance. What do you know about pizza? With that, my parents sold all their furniture and stuffed the rest of their belongings and three toddlers into the back of their 1954 Chevy Bel Air and headed to my Irish uncle's Italian restaurant in San Francisco. Dad was Irish-American. Mom was Swedish-American. Neither of them knew anything about Italian cuisine. They didn't care. So what if we didn't know anything about the food, Mom says. We both believed that life should always be an adventure. My mother, Irene Henderson Flynn, just 24, was a pretty shy brunette with a klutzy streak, who favored those bat-wing glasses so popular in the 1950s. She was heavily pregnant nearly five months along with her fourth child. My father, Milton, was a 27-year-old recent college grad and Korean War veteran who had sold life insurance until a major recession swept the country. Before they met, Mom worked her way through secretarial school and scored a well-paying position with the Michigan Council of Churches. A Marine home from Korea, Dad held multiple jobs while juggling a full-time load at Michigan State, yet found time to date a half-dozen attractive co-eds. At least, until the night he picked Mom up at a roller skating rink in Lansing. Now reverse, the rink's announcer instructed a sea of circling skaters in a bored voice. Dad turned in unison with the young crowd and slammed directly into my mom knocking her to the concrete floor. As he knelt to help her up, Mom took his hands, 
struck by his chiseled good looks and solid build. A bit like Charlton Heston, she thought. Then they both noticed they were wearing matching outfits. He wore a butter yellow cotton shirt and gray wool trousers. She was clad in a soft yellow sweater and a similar gray skirt. It looks like we came together, he joked, still holding her hands in his as they stood on the rink. What are the odds? Dad skated backward with fluid elegance, while she clung to a sidewall for support as the hit song, Kisses Sweeter Than Wine by the Weavers played over the loudspeakers. They chatted without listening to the song story of a farmer's life, filled with children and hardships. But in the end, love made it all worthwhile. After another song, she implored him, You're such a great 